0: Good morning, My House Baptist Church. Good morning. Good to see all of you. Let's start with a word of prayer. God, thank you for our church. Thank you for the people in our church. God, I pray that uh, you would speak through me today. I pray, God, whatever it is you have to say to everyone here, that you would speak it into their hearts and into their minds. God, I pray that as we talk about meditation today, that it wouldn't just be an abstract idea, but something that we will learn to apply for our own lives, God. We love you, God, and we pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us as we look at your word and take it into our minds, our hearts, our lives. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So, this is week one of our new series. We're starting a new series this week. And we're calling it holy practices. Now really what we're talking about this week and for the next several weeks are spiritual disciplines. Raise your hand if you've ever heard that term before, spiritual disciplines. You ever heard of spiritual disciplines before? Well, we're going over spiritual disciplines, but we're calling it holy practices because whenever I hear the word or the term spiritual disciplines, it's kind of confusing, right? What is that talking about? But really, spiritual disciplines are practices that we do, and they're holy. What is holiness? It's being set apart for God. These are practices that we set apart for God. You know, we looked at Abraham in our last series, and what do we see Abraham saying to God last week? When God called him, he said, here I am. And the Psalms, we read the Psalms saying, here I am, Isaiah. To God, he said, here I am. Basically, holy practices, spiritual disciplines, whatever you want to call it, holy habits, they're just ways of saying to God, here I am. So today we're talking about meditation. You know, Next week we'll be talking about prayer, and eventually we'll be talking about study, and solitude, and confession, and worship. Those things are ways of saying to God, here I am. So today when we're looking at meditation, we're saying, here I am to listen. Here I am to listen to what you are saying to me, God. Meditation is kind of a strange word, but we see it all over our Bible. So our passage today is in Psalm 119. This is the longest chapter in the entire Bible. And it's funny because the entire this entire chapter that's the longest in the entire Bible is about God's Word and meditating on God's Word. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Now, we're not going to be looking at the entire Psalm 119, but we're going to look at a little section of it. So uh, it's in your worship guide. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and turn to Psalm 119, and we're looking at verses 9 through 24. So Psalm 119, verse 9 through 24. So it says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to to God's word. With my whole heart I seek you, God. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. You rebuke the insolent, accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me scorn and contempt. For I have kept your testimonies. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statues. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. So if we're talking about something as practical as meditation, well then, we need to look at this subject very practically. So really what we're going to do is we're going to look at what meditation is and we're going to look at what meditation does and we're going to look at why we need meditation and we're also going to look at some ways that we can practice meditation. So the first thing we're looking at is what meditation is. That's the big question. What is meditation? Well, verse 11, I think, gives us a big clue about what meditation is. Let's look at that one more time. I have stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. It Says, I have stored up my, or I have stored up your word, in my heart. Now that's not necessarily about quantity. That's not necessarily saying I've read a lot of the Bible. That's saying that I have read your word and I have thought deeply about it, taking it into my heart. Essentially, meditation is thinking about what God has said over and over again. You think of like a cow chewing the cud. What are they doing? They're chewing it over and over again. And that's what we're doing when we meditate, as gross as that sounds. That's what we're doing. We're taking God's word and we're chewing on it. We're thinking about it over and over again. Uh, Recently, uh, I heard a sermon by John Ortberg, And he talked about meditation and and he asked uh, the crowd, he said, how many of you know how to worry? So I'm gonna ask you, how many of you know how to worry? we all know how to worry, of course. But he said, if you can worry, you can meditate. If you can worry, you can meditate. That sounds weird. Well he said, meditation is just positive worrying. Think about it. When you worry, you're thinking of negative thoughts over and over and over and over. Meditation is taking good thoughts. It's taking God's thoughts. We have God's thoughts in our scripture, and we're taking those thoughts, and we're making them our thoughts. And just as when we worry, we think about the negative over and over, when we meditate, we take God's word and we think about it over and over and over. Really, meditation, it sounds complicated, but it's extremely simple. The best way I can put it is meditation is thinking about God. Thinking about God's word to us. Thinking about our experiences with God. Thinking about other people's experiences with God. Thinking about God's creation, God's world. That is what meditation is. And so we ask now, what does meditation do? Well, let's look at verse 18 for what meditation does. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. So what does meditation do? Really, it helps us to better understand what God has said to us. Now, meditation is crucial when it comes to understanding better what God has said to us. Now, we have a lot of resources don't we, for understanding what God has said to us. We have commentary that we can look at. Your Bible probably has a commentary at the bottom of it. And we have fellow believers and friends who we can go to and ask about what we don't understand. But really, what we're going to remember the most from Scripture is the Scripture that we have wrestled with, the Scripture that we have thought about over and over, and part of why we meditate And think about God's word so that we can come and have better understanding of it. Meditation is prayerfully thinking about God's word and seeking for God to help you understand what he is saying. Even if you feel like you understand it, you can say along with the psalmist, God, open my eyes to wondrous things out of your word. Because a lot of times we read it and we may understand it, But we also know that we can grow in our understanding to see more things in it. I mean, I'm sure you've all had that experience, right, of reading scripture and saying, well, I've been reading this for years and years, but I'm seeing something in it for the first time that I've never seen before, and it's helping me to understand what God is saying to me right here and right now. I know one of my first experiences with this, I wouldn't have called it meditation, I think I was uh, in college at the time, and I was visiting uh, my cousin's house, and uh, I was doing my scripture reading for the day, and I came across a passage that I didn't quite understand. You know, part of my mind wanted to just move on. Okay, I didn't understand it. Whatever. Move on. But I said, no, I'm going to sit with it, and I'm going to try to understand what what God is saying in this passage. And so I, I prayed, of course, God, help me to understand what you're saying in the scripture, But I also sat with it. I sat and looked at that, just one verse, I think for about 30 minutes. That seems like a long time, but it was so worth it to me because at the end of that time, I had a deeper and better understanding of what God was saying to me through that scripture than if I had just glossed over it and gone on to the next scripture. Now, I'm not saying that every time you come across a verse that you don't understand, you should spend 30 minutes trying to think about it. What I am saying is that you cannot expect to grow in your understanding of the Bible if you never take the time to think about what you're reading. Now It's essential because a lot of times we look at people who preach or teach and we say, oh, they must have just got it like that. They must just understand it. They must just be good at the Bible. No, that's not how it works. Everybody who wants to have better understanding of the Bible needs to sit with the Bible. Do you think before I come up and preach that I've looked at our text for the day just one time? No, I've looked at it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And even then, I still have more to learn about the text. Meditation is not just for understanding God's Word better, but it's going to be impossible for you to understand God's word better if you refuse to sit with what God has said. If you refuse to sit with your Bible and think about what it's saying, well, then you're never going to wrestle with God's word. And If you don't ever wrestle with God's word, you're never going to be blessed by God's word. And I think of Jacob, who wrestled with God and refused to let go until God blessed him. And that's really what we do in meditation. We say, God, I I'm going to sit here and wrestle with this text. And I know that when I do it, it may take time, but I know that I will be blessed by doing that. But why do we need meditation? Why do we need meditation? Well, look at verse 16. He says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Why do we need meditation? Because it's where we find our delight. We find our delight in reading what God says and hearing what God says to us. God's word to us helps us in our thinking. You know, we might ask, how does God want me to think? How do I get to the way of thinking that brings me to delight? Like this psalm is talking about. And really, Paul talks about it in Philippians 4.8. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now, your mind is going to be filled a lot more with delight if you think of these things. But what better way to fill your mind with these thoughts, Then, by reading God's Word, by finding your delight in it. When you read God's Word, and when you allow your mind to, like a sponge, soak it up in meditation, you're going to find your delight in what God says to you. It's going to affect the way you think throughout the day. It's going to affect it positively. Because a lot of times, and I know this from personal experience, when we read the Bible, we kind of just swallow it whole. You know, if we think of scripture as food like we've talked about before, you know, a lot of times we don't chew it slowly, we just kind of throw it down our throats. And do you know what happens when you throw food down your throat? You miss out on the flavor of it, don't you? If you don't meditate, you're going to miss out on the flavor of the Bible. You know, Paul talks about thinking about what is good and right. You're going to miss out on the flavor of what is good to think about if you don't think about God's Word. You know, Carolyn, you gave me a mint last week, and I haven't used it. I decided to use it for a sermon illustration instead. You know, if you gave me this mint, and I just popped it back into my throat, that would be kind of weird, right? You say, that's (coughs) not what a mint is for. You know, a mint is meant for you, to let it dissolve in your mouth so that you can experience the flavor of it. And a lot of us, we're reading the Bible, we're speed reading it, and we're crossing it off our checklist. I know I have. I've done it this week. I finished my scripture reading and thought, I didn't really get anything out of that. Well, of course I did it, because I sped through it. I didn't stop to sit with it and think about it. Now, there's no specific time Uh, or I should say there's no specific amount of times that I am required to meditate on a specific verse but what I am trying to say is that we need to not just rush through what God says but we need to sit with what God says. Like that mint in your mouth, experiencing the flavor of it, meditation why do we need it? So that we can experience the flavor of what God is saying to us in his word. So Usually we just have like three points that we cover, but today I want to go over a fourth point because I think we need it, and that is ways to practice meditation. We've talked about you know what meditation is, what it does and why we need it. And this is not an exhaustive list of ways to practice meditation, but I want us to think about some ideas of how we can go about trying meditation. So meditation is something that we can take specific times out of our day to do. It's something that you can block off time in your schedule to practice. So one of those ways is with a journal. Now a lot of people like using journals, and it helps them to understand scripture when they write about scripture. Now I know that not all of us find journals very helpful. Some of us may say that journals are not even biblical. We don't see journals in the Bible. Well, I would argue that if it wasn't for people journaling, we wouldn't even have what we just read, the Psalms. The Psalms are people journaling about God's Word. People journaling about their experiences with God in the same way that they journaled and wrote down and, and sat with and thought about what God had done in their lives. We can do the same thing. And one of those ways, I remember uh, my friend uh, Emmanuel in college, one of my best friends in the world, uh, I remember we went to uh, Starbucks one time, actually I was in seminary, and uh, he had a journal. I didn't have a journal. And I asked him, you know, how do you journal? What do you do when you journal? I don't know uh, how to use a journal after I read scripture. Well, he said, well, one thing I do is a little thing called soap. I said, soap? What is soap? I definitely knew I wouldn't forget it after that. But soap, he said, well, you know, first you write out the scripture, that's the S. And then you, you write out all the observations that you find in the text. That's the O. And for the A, application, you write down applications from the text. And then at the end, P, you just write a prayer about it. You see how he was meditating with a journal. He was sitting with a text and thinking through it. And that is something that has helped me, too, to practice. That, to write down the scripture but write down observations and applications and prayer that's not the only way to journal but if you're looking for a way to meditate and journal well then try that try soap. it's not physics it's just writing down observations applications and prayer while thinking about scripture so you may say that's great but I just I don't think that way, I don't use journals well that's okay You know, one of the ways that you can meditate without using a journal is simply by after your scripture time, after you're done reading your Bible, just simply sitting down in silence. You know, it's silent right now, you know, when I'm not talking, and it's kind of weird to be in silence, but you're going to benefit so much from just sitting with a text in silence. It doesn't have to be for very long. It can be for a minute. It can be for two minutes. It can be for ten minutes. Take whatever baby steps you need but one of the most classic ways to meditate is just by sitting down after reading scripture and just saying, all right, I'm just, just going to sit and think about what I read. And then, of course, you'll want to end it by praying about, talking to God about what you read. So of course, you don't have to use a journal. Um, and you can use a journal. <coughs> I guess what I'm trying to show you is that there's a lot of different ways to practice meditation. And meditation is not just something that you set apart time, blocks of time to do. Meditation is a lifestyle. Well, when I think about meditation being a lifestyle, I think about uh, a few weeks ago, uh, some of my good friends that I live close to recently got married and uh, I went over to their apartment and uh, I asked them, can I use your bathroom? And when I walked into the bathroom, I saw on their mirror written in marker was a Bible verse. I thought, oh, this is interesting. And I've seen that before. But they have this Bible verse that every time they go to the bathroom, every time they brush their teeth, every time they wash their hands, they're seeing that scripture on the mirror. And you're saying, well, I'm OCD. I don't like writing on my mirror. Well, you know, maybe take a little sticky note and write it and just hang it in your room where you can see it all the time. Maybe, you know, if you're able to on your phone, uh, make a specific Bible verse that you're wanting to learn for the week, the wallpaper, the background of your phone. There's tons of different ways to have your mind constantly thinking about. And of course when you constantly think about it, it helps you to memorize, just as the psalmist we right here said, help me to not forget your word. When you do that, when you do that each week, of course you're going to learn to memorize scripture i remember even in college uh every year our school president would say this is our bible verse for the year and i knew those bible verses at the end of that year because we've been hearing them over and over and over so meditation is something that you can sit down at your desk or you can lay down in your bed or you can sit down at your couch wherever you want to do it it's something that you can practice but it's also a way of life Thinking about God, thinking about Scripture is a way of life. Even this week, something I practiced, going outside, walking around, looking at the trees and the sky. Or maybe this week, you know, I walked out at night, looked at the moon and the stars, and thought about the creator of it. Thought about the one who made it. You know, that's another way of practicing meditation. Meditation is a practice, but it's also a lifestyle. And now we might say... Well, Cody, why should we meditate? Why should I meditate? Maybe meditation is for some people, but is it really for me? And I believe that you should meditate. You really should take the time to meditate. And why do I think that you should meditate? Meditation is thinking about God and you should think about God because God constantly thinks about you. Did you know that? Do you know that God constantly meditates, thinks about you? In Psalm chapter 40, it says, You have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Did you hear that? God, your thoughts about us are more than can be told. What does that tell you? It tells you that God constantly thinks about you. But what is our greatest proof that God constantly thinks about us? Well, the fact that Jesus went down to the cross for us, it shows you not just that God thinks a lot about you, but it shows you the quality of his thoughts about you. It shows you how highly he thinks of you. Or I should say, how much he cares about you. Now, one thing that I think of is when I was, uh, sometimes when I drive to my grandma's house, I see this uh, barn. And on the side of this barn, they have painted over it uh, Jesus on the cross. And in quotes above Jesus on the cross, it says, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. And I remember looking at that and saying, is that true? When he was on the cross, was I on his mind? Well, let's look at John chapter 17, verse 20 through 26. John chapter 17, verse 20 through 26. Now, Jesus has just finished praying for his disciples. And he says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. O oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may may be in them, and I in them. Now, I didn't have to read all of that, did I? I could have just read like two or three verses out of that, and you would have gotten the point. You would have gotten the idea. Why did I read all of those verses to you? Because I wanted to show you that Jesus didn't just gloss over us. Jesus meditated about us. He thought about us. He thought about us over and over and over. And that prayer is an example of how God thinks about us. I mean, that prayer is us getting to be a fly on the wall and hearing what it looks like for God to think about us. Did you know that that's, according to the book of John, that's the last prayer Jesus prayed before he was arrested to go on the cross. Last thing Jesus was thinking about before he went to the cross was who? You, when he was on the cross, you were on his mind. When you know that God thinks about you, when you know how much he thinks about you, that is going to help you to meditate. That is going to give you the joy and the delight, the drive, the desire to meditate. You won't say, I gotta go think about God. They'll say, God thinks about me, so I want to go think about him. Meditation is not a way to get God's attention. Meditation is knowing that we have God's attention and thinking about that over and over and over and like a sponge soaking that up. So that like the psalmist, we can say God's word, what he says is my delight. And I know that it's my delight because I know that I am God's delight. And it delights me to know him more and spend time listening to him and hearing him and hearing what he has to say to me. You're going to find understanding of course mostly through prayer but also by meditating. You're going to find delight in meditating. And I don't want you to think that meditation will give you a perfect mind or make your thoughts perfect. What I do want you to know that meditation will point your mind and guide your mind to the one who is perfect and the one who loves you perfectly that is exactly what meditation is it's not necessarily having a perfect mind but allowing your mind to sit with and be with and dine with the perfect one, Jesus who loves you perfectly Let's pray. God, meditation is not a burden. It's a gift. God, thank you for the practice of meditation. Thank you, God, that we get to practice it. And uh, A lot of times we have to teach each other about meditation because we know that meditation was just so common back then that they didn't really teach us always in the Bible about meditation. But God, through reading about Jesus meditating, by looking at the psalmist meditating, by looking at people in the Bible, meditating, we see how valuable it is. We see how to do it, and we see that it's not complicated. There's no such thing as an expert in meditation, because it's simply thinking about you. And God, I pray that this week we will practice this holy practice of meditation. I pray, God, that we will meditate on your word, we'll meditate on how much you love us. And God, I pray that we'll grow in our understanding of you, but that we will also find our delight thinking about you. We love you God. We thank you for listening to us right now. But God I pray that today and this week we will listen to you as well. We love you. Thank you God. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen.